So Austin, don't talk into your mic so close. You trying Sorry. to blow their eardrum out? Maybe a little bit. You trying to blow their drum? Welcome uh, back to episode two of Explaining to Austin, the show where I explain the plot of something to Austin. That that's me. Yes, it is. Austin, uh, we're recording this. Well, not once again, but this time recording this episode a little bit earlier than the last one and because of that there's still quite a bit of uh street movement of cars and buses right outside my one room little apartment so i have used uh little like push pins to pin up um my bed comforter like sheet and another blanket to cover the three windows that look out over the street because they're like incredibly thin and noise comes through them but uh, you might hear some buses and cars, but hopefully not too bad. And this is the last episode where I'll be in this uh, apartment. So hopefully in the future, less noisy room on my end. Oh, yeah. Uh, what you drinking there? Uh, same thing as last week. Just, uh, you know, the... Um... Perb? Yeah, pit perb. Perb? The, el- the elixir of... <laughs> uh, fucking hipsters, I guess. Pibber, I don't know. A pibber. Pibdersed. Uh, older than the state of Wisconsin. Did you know that? 1844, baby. And Wisconsin was like like 10 or 20 years later, I think. <gasps> I'm not a date scientist, so not sure. Uh, yeah, whatever that's called. Uh, I've just got a, a, a Coke here. A non-alcoholic Coke. I might have a rum oh, and nice. coke later after we record. I also but, have a water, but if right we're being now. honest. I mean, yeah. in, the, in, in the interest of honesty. That's good. It's I also good. have water. It's good to be honest. Uh, being up front, last episode, we had the first episode, last episode. Uh, it was a good episode, but there was some, mm. some strange feedback Noise noises issues. that are still unknown of, orig- of unknown origin to both of us. But hopefully this time we've done. I've done tests. I, I, I tested stuff before we before we logged on here uh, for for like thirty minutes, just making sure. And I have not heard it again. Uh, my phone's far away. Hopefully, in case that was what was causing feedback. New cable for the for my mic. So hopefully we're all good. Wonderful. Yeah, uh, we're all, we're really moving up in the world. I'd say. We're we're trying to make this the most quality show. That where where nothing happens and it's just us aimlessly talking about the plot of a movie the whole time. Right, you know? That it can, best it can be. Which is... I'll say. It's a low bar, but it's one we're trying to meet. I think we're doing a damn fine job at it. Yes. So, Austin, the day that this episode is being released on, the 17th of March, do you know what was special about today? You know, I've heard... No, I don't... Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but is it the anniversary of the day that St. Patrick banished all the snakes from Ireland? He drove all the snakes out of Ireland. Not that sure is... what, not sure, not sure what kind of car he drove them in, but he drove them out. I'm sure it was a Honda Odyssey. He said, 
All right, hop in me car. We are going out to here. And he drove him right into the sea. He, he jumped out of the car at the last second, he and the car him. crashed into the sea. He tucked and rolled. It was one of those like Charlie Kelly jumping out the back, like yeah. wild card. It, it was he. It was probably one of those little like tiny European sedans, that, like a Fiat. Yeah, well, not even a Fiat. Like those like weird like beige. All of the cars. I've only been to the 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 island of. The United Kingdom. I've never been to the island of Ireland. I I would assume, even though they're they're different countries, they have similar cars in both. Uh, from well, yeah, the market's the same. From my experience in 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 England, um, all the cars there are these gray beige, strange brands that you've never heard of. Every car looks the exact same. Yeah, well, all of the um... houses look the same too. Like every single house in the suburbs of of Every, not even just the suburbs like you have like apartment buildings that all look the same and then you have little like brownstone like suburb houses that look the same and that's all oh, of you love that that's all of england everything looks the exact same that's why they're so depressed there and have bad teeth so all their houses <laughs> look the same does does having depression affect your teeth oh yeah depression yeah. the longer you have it the worse your teeth get oh well you know I'm glad we can educate. So yes, today that this is being released on is St. Patrick's Day. And because of that, I have a very fitting movie for St. Patrick's Day. And of course, the film I'm talking about is... Is The Boondock Saints. No. No? Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Wonderful. I'll act surprised. Wow. (laughs) It's St. Patrick's Day, a hidden secret saint patrick's day classic are you surprised by that information i actually am yeah that wasn't even one of my questions i did ask if it was a christmas movie though Um, i guess i'm wrong there i mean i do see where the confusion would come from because it is called halloween and normally if a movie's named after a holiday it is about that holiday and this movie is in fact about halloween yet it is also a wonderfully uh, apropos St. Patrick's Day film, as you, oh. as you'll soon find out, my friend. I'm very excited to find out, I'll be honest. So, let's get into things. Oh, Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling from Glen to Glen and down the mountainside. The summer's gone and all the flowers are dying. Tis you, tis you. Do you have what do you, what do you have about this film, Austin? Have, what do you know? What do you think? What questions do you have that you're looking to have answered by me tonight? Well, you would like to know, wouldn't you? Oh, absolutely. So, okay. Yes. I'll tell you. Go ahead. Halloween. Let's let's not. Halloween three. Wait, hold on. Let's do more dead air before you start. Sure, I'll, I'll be quiet. Let's just have as much dead air. Perfect. More work for you to edit. 
All right. No, it's staying in. All of it. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Um, so, first I do want to know, is there a witch in Halloween 3, Season of the Witch? Uh, um, do you want to ask all the questions, or do you want me to answer as you go? Um, I'll, I'll ask them all, and then we can either answer them there or just through the storytelling. Okay, go ahead. So, is there a witch, and then is there a sandwich? Um... Are there any big names in this one? Uh, continuations from the previous movies, maybe? Does it take place exclusively on Halloween, or is it over the course of that week, maybe? Uh, do you want to know how many victims um, Mr. Myers claims? And um, is it still canon after the 2018 remake of Halloween? Uh, okay. So those are really my questions. So I'll answer them in vague detail and then obviously as i explain the plot of the film uh you you'll get you'll get the full answers okay so answering your questions broadly first question is there oh oh, i'm dying uh is there a witch um sort of um there's definitely a warlock oh funnily enough and there's kind of a witch which like there's a there's a uh there's a there's like a stereotypical character of a witch, but like, it, with the pointy hat and all. Yeah, but it's like a mask. It's like a it's like someone dressed as a witch. It's not an actual witch. Oh well, that's disappointing. Um, next, I already forgot all of the questions. Okay, that's fine. What's next? Next question: Is there a sandwich? Uh, I don't remember there being any scenes of eating. There is a cookie. Okay. Okay. But no. And sandwich. candy, I assume. Uh, yes, there's, think, some brief shots of kids getting candy. Okay, yes. okay. Um, big names in this movie, like celebrities that have returned. Um, so, like, in terms of actors? Sure. Sort of. I mean, if you're, like, really into, like, horror movies and stuff, or, like, genre movies, there's some decent names, but mm-hmm. no one huge. No one as big as, like, Jamie Lee Curtis, which she's right, right. also kind of in this as a cameo, but like you wouldn't know it was her unless I pointed it out, which I will. Uh, but yeah, no one super big. Okay, okay. Uh, does it take place exclusively on Halloween or like the time around it? Only? Uh, at what you said initially, because I do remember this question, um, it, what you said initially is actually spot on. It does take place leading up to Halloween, it kind of jumps around on those days. It's not okay. like, it doesn't show every day in equal length, but it does start, it starts on the um, 24th? What is it? I'm trying to find out. Hold on. Today's the 9th. No, no, no. I'm talking about Halloween. <laughs> I'm talking about October. And it's somewhere in my notes. Yes, it starts on the 24th, I believe. Okay. Saturday the 24th, and ends on Halloween. Wonderful. Uh, what else? How many people are killed by uh, Senor Myers? Uh, well, as you'll hear, as I explain the plot of this uh, and go into some quick details about the film before I start explaining the plot, uh, Michael Myers is not in this movie. I'm sorry? Michael Myers does not... He, he appears in this movie, but only as there's a scene in which a television shows the trailer and then later there's a scene where a television shows clip is showing like a clip like as if it was playing on tv of the original halloween but besides that michael myers is not in this movie 
Now, I'll be the first to say that that's a little surprising. Well, you would think that he would be. It is a Halloween movie, but uh, as yeah, I'll explain... He, he was in the last two? He was in the last two, and he's in every one since. Right. But he's not in this one, and you'll find out why in just a minute. Can't wait. Uh, you know, I, as always, I like to know uh, how it was critically received. At the time, poorly, but it has gained uh, a very strong... I guess you could say cult following or appreciation over the years, and is now uh, quite well regarded, especially among fans of horror genre. And did you enjoy it? Yes, it is one of, that's a good point. This is one of my, I would say this is one of my favorite movies, definitely one of my favorite Halloween, October, you know, season of the year films. Right, right, right. Spooky uh, season, as they were. Yeah, but also just in general, it's a really fun film that I enjoy a lot. So yes, I really like it. Which See, I and you, go ahead. Sorry. I decided after last episode, that's my chair squeaking. Uh, I decided after last episode, you know, I tortured myself watching a, a terrible film that I had never seen before. I figured for this week, I'd rewatch a film I really enjoy and then tell you about it. You know, I like that idea. Um, and, and as you know, you know me, I'm, I'm not the biggest horror fan, but, uh, when I got my first tattoo, they happened to be playing the 2018 Halloween on the TV above the booth I was at. And I saw the whole thing cause I was there for six hours and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So I have a well, feeling I'm going to be, uh, keen to watch the originals. Yes. Um, definitely if you enjoyed the, the, the reboot, if you will, um, you'd enjoy this. Even though it, you'd enjoy the original Halloween, but you'd also enjoy this, even though it is quite different from all of the sequel, original Halloweens and whatnot. Um, at you, I remember you did ask now if this movie is still canon based on oh, right, right, the right. reboot. Uh, I mean, technically, it's it's never been canon in the Michael Myers story, uh, so oh. it, it 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 is not. It has not been and continues to not be, regardless of the reboot. Now, who knows? Maybe the reboot will make it canon somehow. That's a possibility, <laughs> but that's uh, always a possibility, I guess. Unlikely, and no, it, this has not been affected by the reboot, meaning that it is not canon. Wonderful. Okay, so it never was canon. That again, I'm surprised. No, I, I'm sure you are. I can't wait to hear the reasoning uh, for all of this and the explanations, well, if you will. I'll give you some reasoning right now. You, you want some just some quick facts about this film before I go into the plot? Go ahead and hit me with some quick facts with Peyton. This is this is the part where I do quick facts, and it's quick with a K with a with a K and a W. Right. It's, um. That's how cool. It's real trendy. We'll spell it. Okay. It's like a gas station in the Midwest. I apologize again if the rustling of my, uh, how many notes? One, two, three, four, five. My over five, my five and a half pages of notes. Sorry if it rustles and makes noise. Um, but here are some quick facts. So, John Carpenter, <gasps> okay. Sorry, so it just came out of me. John Carpenter made the original Halloween. It was his first major uh, film to get released. He had made some before, but it was kind of his first breakthrough. Um, sure. It was very low budget. It went on to be very successful. Because of that, the studio was like, yeah, if we want a sequel, of course. John Carpenter really didn't want to do a sequel, but so he produced the sequel and he wrote the sequel, but uh, he did not direct it. 
which obviously the sequel of the original is, you know, it's a same kind of, it follows the events of the original movie. Like the original movie ends on Halloween night and the uh, sequel picks up like immediately following that. So it's like, you know, an immediate sequel. Uh, Now a a quick question during this quick facts. Um, Did John Carpenter also direct the 2018 Halloween? No. Okay. That was David Gordon Green. And never heard of him. He's directed a lot of stuff, comedy stuff. Oh, um, really? Specifically, a lot of the Danny McBride comedy stuff, like uh, Eastbound and Down, Vice Principals, um, some others as well. Okay, okay. Uh, so Halloween 2 comes out. It's really successful. It's not as critically praised as the original. And the studio basically was like, you have to do another one. Or we're going to do another one, regardless of if you're involved or not. That So with that being mm. the case, John Carpenter's like, okay, I'll do another Halloween. But how about instead of, you know, just this series where Michael Myers, it's just Michael Myers, the series. What if from now on, every single Halloween movie is, how about from now on, it's an anthology series where every movie is a different horror movie set around the season and the idea of Halloween, um, which the studio for some reason was like, okay, that's fine. Uh, so coming into this film, John Carpenter was again, producer. He got the production designer of the original Halloween, his friend, Tommy Lee Wallace to direct uh, cinematography, the, uh, the, um, director of photography is by Dean Cundy, who did the original Halloween and as well as many other John Carpenter movies, mm-hmm. but who then went to work on with people like, um, Steven Spielberg, with, like Jurassic Park. He shot Jurassic Park, right. um, oh, among wow. other Steven Spielberg films from that period. He shot a lot of the, uh, Zemeckis movies like Back to the Future, uh, I think all three Back to the Futures, um, as well as some other uh, Robert Zemeckis movies. And to tie it into last week, he shot Apollo 13, directed by Ron Howard. Oh, okay. So that's a fun little tie-in. Uh, nice little tie Look at that. For the writing, they got a British sci-fi screenwriter and author named Nigel Neal. And fun fact, he wrote a TV show for that aired in Britain that was called the year of the sex Olympics, the sex Olympics, the year of the sex Olympics, which I don't know if that means like, this is the year the sex Olympics happen in, or if it's entire year of sex Olympics, many questions that I I don't know the answer to. I like his moxie. Yeah. But, uh, he submits a script. The studio says we want more violence and scary gore. So John Carpenter and the director, Tommy Lee Wallace, rewrite it, uh, which angers, even though they didn't change stuff, they kind of just added stuff. Them having to rewrite it and add more gore angers Nigel Neal. So he wants his name taken off the script. John Carpenter also doesn't want credit for the script. So in the end, even though all three wrote it, only the director, Tommy Lee Wallace, gets credit. So the (laughs) film is credited as written and directed by Tommy Lee Wallace, um, even though that's not necessarily true. In terms of actors, our big lead in this film is one of my favorite kind of 80s actors, Tom Atkins. 
uh, who is a great actor. He looks like your dad. He has not your dad specifically, but like oh, okay. the general idea of like your dad. Right, he's got right. a mustache. He's like middle aged. He's uh, he's great. He's in one of my other favorite horror movies of this period, Night of the Creeps. He's in lots of John Carpenter movies like Escape from New York and The Fog. He's also in uh, Lethal Weapon, the original Lethal Weapon. Um, he's great. Lot, he's great, and I love Tom Adkins. He also uh, had a diet, didn't he? A different Adkins. Okay, my bad. Um, he also filmed this film. Uh, that, that was a bit superfluous dialogue. Uh, he also made this movie the majority of the time having walking pneumonia. And yet oh, he's fun. such a professional. He soldiered through it and apparently it was great to work with because apparently all the things I've ever read about him, he's just like a solid guy. You uh, ever had pneumonia? No. Not fun. I've had it. I'm sure it's not. I've never heard it called fun, so I never assumed it was. That's good. I wouldn't trust someone who called it fun. Yeah. Uh, next, another the other main actor in this who plays our villain, as we'll find out, is a man named um, what? Dan O. Uh, uh, Herling, I think is how you pronounce it. He's an American-Irish actor. Uh, he starred in a lot of um, historical-type movies like Waterloo, uh, Robinson Crusoe, in the 50s and 60s. I primarily know him because he plays the uh, old man who's like in charge of the corporation in RoboCop. Uh, oh, okay. He also shows up as a kind of surprise character in Twin Peaks Season 2 uh, in the nice. 90s. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, another fun note, just some more quick things before we start. John Carpenter uh, as well. I can't remember who he collaborated with, but he is responsible for part of the score. And, of course, John Carpenter scores a lot of his movies, and he has that great 80s synth uh, you know, score. And You love to see it. Yes. The director, Tommy Lee Wallace, was a big fan of the original 1950s Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which leads to this film takes place in a location named Santa Mira, which is the same name as the town in body, uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. And it was shot in Sierra Madre, which is the same town as uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers was shot in. So that's a fun fact. That is a neat fact. So I would say those are my uh, quick facts about quick facts. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Oh, one more thing. It's called oh, yeah. Season of the Witch, and it is specifically named after that Donovan song, Season of the Witch. That song doesn't appear in the movie, but the director really liked that song, and so he made that subtitle. And uh, actually, he got so worried that because it was branded as Halloween 3, but Michael Myers wasn't in it, he tried to convince the studio to drop Halloween 3 and just call it Season of the Witch uh, because... Uh, as it actually did happen this way, people were upset that Michael Myers wasn't in this movie called Halloween 3, and it made them really like dislike it and, you know, speak poorly of it, even though it, it was actually, you know, a good movie. But, it you know, people didn't realize that it wasn't a Michael Myers movie, so that ended up oh. leading to lots of dissatisfied viewers. And, of course, from here on out, every other Halloween movie is a Michael Myers movie. Uh, so this movie... Uh, 
the audience negative initial audience reaction kind of tanked the whole every Halloween movie is going to be a different story. You know, it's going to be an anthology idea. Yeah, that it seems like an ambitious but overall bad idea from him because obviously my initial reaction to you telling me that Michael Myers wasn't even in this was shock. Yeah. Because I, mean, I just know the Halloween movies as Michael Myers movies, basically. Yeah. I, I think if the sequel, the like Halloween 2, was a completely different thing. Or I don't. I, I think as long as you're numbering them, people are going to expect it to be a continuation of the same story. If it was like Halloween and then Halloween something and then Halloween season of the witch, then maybe you could get away with it. Um, right, but the fact that it was numbered, it's like, oh, this is a continuation yeah. of the original story. If you have Halloween 1, or just Halloween, and it's about Michael Myers. If you have Halloween 2, it's also about Michael Myers. And then you have Halloween 3, people are going to think it's also a continuation of that same story. You've developed a pattern. So, yeah, it was kind of dumb on the studio part. It's an unfortunate situation. We didn't get to have this series where just random directors got to make cool horror movies set around Halloween. But that's the situation that it that's how it ended up it's almost time kids the clock is ticking be in front of your tv sets for the horathon and remember the big giveaway at nine don't miss it and don't forget to wear your masks the clock is ticking it's almost time so austin we're about 25 minutes in are you ready to have this film explained to you? I would love that, um, as it is the name of the show, Explaining to Austin. Well, let's get into it. Nice burp. Thank you. Here we go. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. We open with a really fun title sequence I enjoy. It's basically you're watching all of these kind of like early uh, 80s style graphics colored bars load up on a TV screen to complete an entire picture uh, nice. set to cool, you know, synthy John Carpenter music. Uh, I'm already in love. Yeah. It's a great title sequence, especially for nerds like me who really love like analog video stuff. Uh, so yeah, you have this title sequence, you see all these little orange bars loading up on the screen and it eventually reveals this kind of like eight bit style pumpkin on this TV love that so then we see the shot opens it's uh northern i believe northern california which that's interesting to point out because obviously the first two halloweens are set in haddonfield illinois they were shot in california but they were set in illinois but this one is set in california so it is definitely a departure uh immediately and it's saturday the 24th uh of october so all of a sudden we see a guy and it's like right by a freeway. He's running, kind of running for his life, very afraid. He's running down the road. He escapes kind of into like this junkyard, auto garage type place. Sure. And we see him hiding from this car that's following and looking for him. 
uh, and he sees the car kind of go and pass, and he thinks he's in the clear, and he turns around to run, and he's surprised by this creepy, kind of solemn-faced man in a suit uh, who starts to strangle this man who's trying to run away. And the man who's trying to run away, as he's being strangled by this suit person, uh, he pulls the brake... What do you call those things you stick under car tires to stop them from moving? Oh, um, wheel chocks. He pulls the wheel chocks out from a car that's near him, causing that car to run into the back of the car they're right in front of, which pins the suit guy between the cars. Uh, that's so, a pro move. Yeah, so the running our, our man who's running for his life pins the suit between the cars. He's able to get out from under him, uh, starts running away. Uh... We see one hour later, and it's outside a gas station, and now it's raining. We see um, – let's see. What, what happens next? What do we see? It's a So he runs – so it's this gas station. And inside the gas station, the attendant is watching a little news report. Uh, and this is a key little detail. The news report is about how a piece of Stonehenge had recently gone missing or been stolen, and no one knows why or how. Wait, what? A piece of Stonehenge? A piece, like the the whole a whole big rock of Stonehenge. One of the rocks. like like a whole three like a whole arch or just one of the legs? Just one, just one like rectangular column. Okay, well, each stone weighed about 25 tons. Well, I'm telling you... And I just know that off the cuff for no reason. I'm telling you that the TV's telling me in the movie that one of them's gone missing. Well, that's a strong man who took it. So we see that on the news report. We cut to the Silver Shamrock commercial, which is going to be a reoccurring commercial... And on the commercial, it's kind of just like you see the silver shamrock logo, which looks exactly like you think. It's a shamrock green, and it says silver shamrock around it. Okay. Uh, and it's this little jingle accompanied with these Halloween masks that goes, through, you know, like, uh, let's, I don't know, how, 20, it's like, you know, six more days till Halloween, 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 six more days to Halloween, silver shamrock. Uh, and then it's like, buy these masks. We've got three masks. Uh, it's the big three for Halloween. And it's these three Halloween masks. One's a skeleton. One's uh, your kind of typical like green witch with like a hood. Sure. And the last one is a jack-o'-lantern. Um, and it's like, buy these masks for Halloween. And then remember to tune into our horror movie marathon and our contest. Uh, so that's, that's the Silver Shamrock commercial. And that'll definitely come back. Fun note, the announcer at the end of the com- the the voice of the Three More Days to Halloween, and it's like this mm-hmm. high-pitched, sped-up voice, uh, sure. is the director singing that. Oh, jingle. I love when that happens. Uh, so the running guy suddenly, the guy running away, suddenly kind of crashes into this gas station, and he's all scared, and he's he looks at the attendant as he's, like, passing out on the floor, uh, and he looks into the attendant and says, you know, they're coming they're coming, uh, and then he passes out. And at this point, I'm coming too, just for the record. Uh, oh, I'll be, yeah, I mean, I'm already there. Yes. Um, so he passes out. Uh, we see he has some sort of like Halloween mask, similar almost to that commercial we just saw, in his Ooh. pocket. We see the suit guys kind of outside, uh, but then they, uh, we see the gas station guy drive off in the truck 
with our running guy who was just passed out. Cut to Tom Adkins. He looks like your dad. Gray hair. Nice, thick 80s mustache. He's rocking, at this point, he's rocking the deep, the deep button. He's got a button-down shirt, but he's got it way buttoned loot. Like, it's down to, like, about mid-nipple. Uh, so plenty of chest. Oh, that's me in the summer, dude. A nice bright red. You've seen it. You've made comments about how low I button my shirts. Oh yeah, but he's got it. He's rocking the nice low button uh, shirt. Uh, he arrives home to his kids and his bitchy ex-wife. Uh, and uh, I do say bitchy ex-wife because this lady in the movie is just the worst, as we'll see. Um, he arrives home. He arrives to them. He gives the kids Halloween masks. But the kids are little shits, uh, little ungrateful shits. And they're like, we don't want those. And then they go and they're like, we, mommy got us these. And they're the silver shamrock masks, specifically the witch and the skeleton, which is, uh, you know, that's not okay. relevant. But uh, and they sit in front of the TV as the commercial plays and sing the song. Corporate brainwashed little little dickhead kids. I love um, capitalism. Yeah. They're like, let's watch TV. I love TV and commercials. Uh, so, yeah. Um, Tom Atkins gets a call suddenly and is like, oh, shoot, I got to go. Uh, uh, they need me at the hospital. And we find out that he's an overworked uh, ER doctor. And he's on, the night, he's on the night shift. Yeah, of I really course. like that. We've got to, we've got to, I feel like a lot of times in horror movies, your characters are either like a teenage girl or like a cop. Those are like the two kinds you can have. It's nice right. to have a doctor protagonist for once. It's fun. I'll say. It's a little different twist. Um, so yeah, he's at the night shift at the ER and suddenly the, the, uh, the passed out running guy is wheeled in with the gas station attendant following. Who's like, I don't know what happened. He just popped into my shop and passed out. And they're like, okay, you can go. You're good. Uh, as they're wheeling him in, the passed out guy sees a silver shamrock commercial on the T on a TV in one of the hospital rooms. And that he like freaks out because of it. And he grabs Tom Adkins who I don't remember his character's name, so I just call him Tom Adkins because he's great. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, we love Tom Adkins. He grabs Tom Adkins and he goes, they're going to kill us. They're going to kill all of us. And then he passes out. And Tom Adkins is like, whatever, crazy man. Uh, and there's also a sassy black nurse, which is great. And she's like, I ain't having none of this shit. Or that, you know, she's great. Yeah, yeah. Gotta love a sassy very, black nurse. Very 80s. Very 80s. Uh, and so, you know, we cut to later, the guy's in a stable condition in the hospital, and Tom Atkins is like, I'm going to go catch some sleep. And the sassy nurse is like, all right, well, there's cookies and milk in the, in the you know, work lounge, and there's pillows and blanket for the couch in the cabinet. And he's like, thank you, sassy nurse. Uh, so Tom Atkins goes back, he has himself a cookie, um, and he takes a nap. As he's taking a nap, we see another one of these suit guys suit man uh kind of just casually strolls into the hospital no one suspects him he strolls into this hospital right he's wearing a suit you know yeah he kind of you know like sneaks around avoids the nurses he walks into our passed out guy's room and he kills the passed out guy in one of the most disturbing but also coolest things I've ever seen, which I have no clue if it's medically possible or not. But basically the suit guy grabs, like if you grab the bridge of your nose by like via your like eye socket, uh -huh. you know what I mean? So you're like pinching it. 
with, yeah. with like your with your thumb and your index finger. He grabs there, and we see him dig in like he goes under the nose bone or like the skull bone through the eye sockets, and he Jesus. pulls it up. And he, the 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 passed out guy dies, and his face literally scrunches up because this entire section has just been snapped out. And it's obvious that, that it's like horrifying. Yeah, and it's obvious that it takes tremendous force. So the suit guy does this. And he starts to walk away and the nurse walks in and is like, what are you doing? And the suit guy just casually walks out and walks down the hall. And then we hear the nurse screaming, oh my God, oh my God. Tom Adkins comes rushing in. What happened? And the nurse lady's like, that man, he killed someone. And we see the suit guy just casually leaving the hospital. Tom Adkins runs after the suit guy. But before you can catch him, the suit guy just, again, completely no emotion, walks into, walks out of the hospital gets into his car, from the passenger seat, picks up a can of gasoline, douses himself in gasoline, and then lights a match, setting himself on fire, and the Holy. car explodes. Holy shit. So, I mean... I didn't see that coming a little bit. So from the get-go, okay, we've got a car explosion, and we're just 20 minutes in, not even 20 minutes in. I mean, this movie's going full tilt like a Peterbilt right from the beginning. I mean, it's a sign of a good movie when you've got a car explosion, before the 20 minute mark am i right yeah that's why i like john wick too so much so this crazy event happens we cut it's a couple hours later obviously there's cops and fire department at the hospital tom adkins is on the phone with his awful ex-wife uh and he's like honey i can't get the kids something's happening at the hospital you know his ex is obviously just like the worst and she's complaining about it he's like i'll get the kids on saturday don't worry or you know something like that and sure. she's just because she's the worst i mean you know what i mean she's the worst it's how she's written you know yeah but she's also the worst right. uh and you know ex-wives am i right um hey, 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 hey. uh so tom adkins he kind of like finds he realizes that left behind by the you know our now dead victim not the suit guy but the guy who was killed he realizes that left Mr. behind Shamrock. well not really but uh <laughs> we find out that he left behind this you know pumpkin silver shamrock mask and tom Ooh. adkins is kind of perplexed by that he's like why did he have this mask uh next the so is silver shamrock like a, a grocery store like a department store kind of thing well we'll find out Oh, okay. Uh, all we know right now is it's called Silver Shamrock Novelties, and they sell Halloween masks. Okay, okay. So the murdered guy's daughter shows up, uh, and she IDs the body. Uh, and also, she's a, she's a total smoke show, total babe. Oh, like you're talking about like horn honk, like a wooga. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Uh also, by the way, it's now morning. It's Sunday the, uh, what is it? Sunday the 24th. 25th? Actually, I was wrong. It starts on the 23rd. Now it's Sunday the 24th. Oh, wonderful. And she IDs the body, and the cops are pretty much just clueless. They're like, I don't know. He got killed, and then the guy set himself on fire. Who the fuck knows what happened, you know? Even though they're in yeah, California. Yeah, it's pretty cut and dry. Even though they're in California, this... they sound like that. You know, they're like. Well, that's the accent that every cop in the He was movie probably has. on drugs. Who knows? The guy lit himself on fire. Hey. Look, it's a standard 1022. 
murder a man in a hospital, set yourself on fire in the car park. That's just what happens. Yeah, listen, lady. Uh, our only suspect set himself on fire inside a car, and then it blew up. Uh, so we'll we'll call you if we have any info, okay? Look, and, and unless you got a Ouija board, we're not going to be talking to the guy. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. So, <laughs> jump in time. We see it's now Wednesday the 27th, okay? Oh, wow. Big jump. Yes. Uh, Tom Adkins is on the phone with his... Or actually, no, he's in person this time. Tom Adkins uh, is at the coroner's office, and he's kind of flirting with the... Uh, coroner who it's hinted as being his past love um okay because tom adkins is is just a badass who gets all the pussy he wants um but he's just kind of looked up pictures and i see why yeah i mean he's great uh so he's kind of just like can you please just i'll pay you know i'll i'll make it worth your while can you just get me any info that you find about this guy who blew himself up and killed this other guy and she's like okay so, you know, that's that. And Tom Atkins leaves. Uh, now we jump even again. It's Friday the 29th. Tom Atkins is chilling in a bar, you know, like you do. Funnily, As you would. funnily enough, uh, the trailer for the original Halloween is playing on the TV. Uh, and it's like, watch, no you know, way. it's like Halloween and, uh, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis running from Michael Myers, all that. And then it's like, Join the watch the horathon this Halloween, followed by the Silver Shamrock special competition. So make sure to tune in and wear your mask. And so not only is this movie not canon in the Halloween universe, but in this movie's universe, Halloween is just a movie. Yeah. Wow. Yes. So uh, Tom Adkin gets annoyed though by like the trailer and the Silver Shamrock jingle. Uh, and he's like, can you turn this damn channel to something else? And the bartender's like, oh, you don't have any Halloween spirit? And Tom Atkins is just like, no. Which it feels like a Christmas movie. Well, to me, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. But I feel like it's like a direct, like, uh, I feel like that's almost like a direct, like, dig from John Carpenter at, like, <laughs> at the, the studio. Ha- at the franchise of Halloween where it's yeah. like, you know, like, I'm tired of Michael Myers and all this shit, you know. I don't have any Halloween spirit anymore. Not Halloween the holiday, but Halloween the movie. Uh, but I, that could be just a, you know, just a guess. Uh, no, the, that's, that's, I think that's a good guess. I'd have to guess. The daughter of the dead guy, whose name is Ellie, uh, shows up at the bar and she's like, yeah, the nurses told me you'd be here. Which, you know, that just cements further that, uh, that, that Tom Adkins is such a badass that even the nurses know that he's drinking at this bar, you know. Yeah, what a dude. He's got a reputation, just, it seems he's like. He's just a real, a dude's rock kind of dude, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, Tom Adkins, you know, after a minute, you know, he kind of chats with Ellie, and he kind of explains what happened um, to Ellie. He kind of explains to her, you know, what he saw that night. You know, I saw this guy who went and set himself on fire after he killed your dad. You know, all that kind of stuff. Right, right. He goes with Ellie, leaves the bar. Ellie shows him the toy store her dad owned, which in in the town, and it's like you know he was getting beat out by the uh, the big you know box you know chain stores, the malls, all that. But you know he really just liked making kids happy. He let them always play with the items, and he checks the she checks kind of his like log his his kind of like day planner, and is like he showed up for this, he showed up for that, but then the last thing. 
in here before he went missing was he went to go pick up more of these silver shamrock masks. Uh, so they're both like, hmm, that's pretty odd. Uh, we see then Tom Adkins, he's got a case of beer. He's on the phone with the ex-wife telling her, yeah, uh, sorry, can't come. Screw you. He hangs up, basically. He doesn't say that exactly, but that's the tone. He's got his Damn. beer. He's got his bruise. He's got his babe. And they go off in the car to investigate the murder of, of Ellie's dad. So mm. we see them arriving in the town of Santa Mira, home of Silver Shamrock, which apparently it was a town that this guy moved to, this Irish guy, Connell O'Cochran, uh, moved to in the 60s, I think it said, and he you know, started up this business, and now this whole town's basically a little tiny Irish town. Everything's Silver Shamrock. It's a company town. Everyone's all, basically everyone's Irish. Like a mill town? Yeah. I mean, they literally say it's a company town, because as they drive through the town, there's all these creepy Irish people staring at them, you know, through the shop windows and through their houses. Uh, and, it's, <laughs> and it's said, oh, company town. They don't like outsiders. Uh, you know, I, I gotta say something. Um, when you said that this had ties to St. Patty's Day, I thought it was gonna be a joke. Mm. No, I didn't expect there it, to be. It's very this much. It's a. It's it's besides those ridiculous leprechaun movies. It's the only like St. Patrick's Day tied in uh, horror movie that I know of. I love that. Uh, okay, so they arrive in this town. They pull up kind of outside this big silver shamrock factory and ellie's like i don't know if i'm ready i don't know what we even need to try first and immediately tom adkins is just like yeah that's okay let's go back to that hotel and get a room that <laughs> they just drove past <laughs> tom adkins is straight he's got the plan down he's like uh no problem let's head back and grab a room <laughs> tom adkins does not play tom adkins don't he came prepared play around no he he you don't you don't present Tom Atkins with a situation without him immediately coming up with a plan for it. Yeah. So they check into this hotel while the owner, which, you know, everyone they meet in this town has the most ridiculous Irish accent. Welcome Whoa. to the... Well, I think the hotel's called, like, the Rose of Shannon. It's like, welcome to the Rose of Shannon Hotel. I'll get your room right set up for you, lad. Uh, as... As uh, as this hotel guy's showing Ellie the room, little motel room, Tom Adkins runs into the office and looks through the guest book and sees that the dad stayed here. Uh, he runs back, um, and on the way, the hotel guy points out, oh, there goes Mr. Cochran now, and we see this ominous, like, black, you know, town car drive by. Uh, all of a sudden, this big RV pulls up, you know, and like a, a, a goofy, like, comedy family, like from a National Lampoon movie, uh, piles out of this RV, and it's the dad, and he talks like this. He's like, nice to meet you. I'm Bill. I'm Bill Whateverson, and this is my wife, and this is little Billy Jr. Uh, and the kid starts to ride off on his bike as soon as he gets out of the RV, and the mom's like, be careful, Billy. And the kid literally flips off his mom. It's great. Uh, that is so 80s. Yes, very 80s. Great, wonderful. And then I also, love it. also at this hotel, uh, we see uh, this businesswoman drive up, and she's like, you know, typical like 80s, like, you know, angry businesswoman. And she's like, Pantsuit. Uh, she's either, I think she's got like a blazer and a skirt that match. And she's oh, like, perfect. She's like, 
I swear, I ordered those masks a months ago. I don't know why they're not letting me get them now. And blah blah blah. <laughs> what is it? COVID? I know. Am I right? The uh, whole movie about masks. Masks. That's like what's happening now. I'm getting my vaccine next week. Well, brag about it, why don't you? I will. I already got the vaccine. What? Yeah. Did you? Well, what? I figured out what it is, and then I just did it myself. Oh, look at you innovating. Do you want to know what the vaccine is? Sure. It's just straight urine. It's just, Whose? It's just straight piss. Anyone's? It's your own. My own? And then they, wow. just, shoot, they just shoot it into you. Wow, that is really neat. You're really busting open the medical industry, let me tell you. I'm busting something. <laughs> so, uh, they kind of check into this hotel room, and it's like, it, it. even though Ellie was literally earlier, like, just a little bit earlier, like, I don't know what to do. Now she's in the hotel room, and she's like... I don't know, maybe we should just go ahead and go to the factory. And Tom Adkins is just like, whoa, 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 slow down. And he's like, uh, let's, let's, it's getting late. Let's just hang out here. Wink, wink. Oh my God, Tom Adkins. No, you dog. I know. Uh, Tom Adkins, you dog. And they literally flirt for like all of five seconds. They say like, they have like one like back and forth. And then it's just like straight into banging. And, and we see them make out, but we don't see... We don't see the sex scene. Well, obviously. So um, then it cuts, and over this loudspeaker that's all throughout the town, we hear like a voice being like, six o'clock curfew. Everyone, please inside, get inside your house and comply. Blah, blah, blah. Six o'clock? Yeah. Which, you know, I'll be fair, you know, for like a, for like a factory, for like a company town, six o'clock is pretty, pretty, pretty decent, like end of work time. At least. Oh, it's not like a, like, are there like fun things to do in the town? No, like or the, whole, too... the whole town like closes down at six o'clock. What the hell? Yeah, I know. Also, fun note, the voice of like the loudspeaker for the factory, that's Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, which oh, you would never know. But uh, yeah, that's fun. But, Love that. Okay, so like the weird thing though is it's a six o'clock curfew, but then we immediately see like Tom Adkins leaving the store where he's bought like some booze. Uh, I don't know like why the store is open if it's curfew or if it like was just closing and he bought the booze. I'm not sure. But Tom Adkins has his booze, you know, post sex booze. He's walking back to the hotel. All of a sudden, this really cool guy, like you know, kind of like your typical like uh, wanderer type man. Steps out and he's like, hey, let me get a drink, man. Uh, and Tom Adkins is like, sure, sure. And then this guy is like, you know, like Cochran and his, and his Irish bullshit. You know, they're a bunch of, they're a bunch of jerks. Cochran brought in all these workers from Ireland while us like locals like get the shaft. Uh, and he's basically, you know, saying all this like, you know, shit talking Silver Shamrock and Cochran. Hmm. And he's like, um... He uh, he tells he tells Tom Adkins like you gotta watch out man there's some weird stuff happening in this town and then he's literally this cool guy that that we meet is literally like yeah I'm gonna Molotov cocktail the factory I'm gonna burn it down this is the last Halloween for Silver Shamrock uh, which just yeah he's just like a total badass um, you know like uh, for someone that complains about the Irish he sure does act like um, uh, the IRA yeah well. 
so yeah, we see this really cool guy. He has this interaction. Tom Actions walks off. We see the cool guy. He goes back uh, to his little like shanty shack. He sprays some cheese all over a piece of bread, like spray cheese sandwich, which is awesome. Unfortunately, then the suits show up and, you know, obviously because this guy just threatened Cochrane and Silver Shamrock, the suits show up and the guy's like, I was just kidding, I was just kidding, uh, almost like they were listening to him and could hear him even though they were nowhere around. And the suits kill him by literally, uh, like, ripping his head off his body with, like, oh. almost, like, unnatural superhuman strength, like, Mortal Kombat style, like, ripping the head out. Uh, How are they so strong? Well, we'll find out. Uh, Ellie, Ellie and the business lady back at the hotel are talking, uh, and we see, uh, the business lady go back into her room with one of these silver shamrock masks, because she's like, the logos keep falling off, because there's this little, like, medallion silver logos on the back of the mask with the, you know, name and shamrock logo. Uh, the little thing, so these little, like, plates fall off the mask. She picks up the mask... Uh, and we see this little plate has a microchip inside of it. Cut back to oh. cut back to Tom Adkins on the phone at the hotel. He the coroner is like, yeah, we've been looking at this debris from the fire of the car, and it's like they accidentally sent us only car parts. We, you know, I guess they sent us these car parts because none of this is human. We got to get the right things to analyze because all we've been analyzing is a bunch of metal and stuff. Uh, so that's odd. Tom Atkins goes back into the room. He's ready to, Ellie's ready for round two. She's literally like, let's go again. Uh, Silver Shamrock is on the TV again. It's annoying. The commercial with the little jingle. Ellie's literally like, you know, we just had sex. Let's go again. And Tom Atkins is like, how old are you? <laughs> Only now asking. <laughs> to which oh. Ellie... Which Ellie thankfully answers, I'm older than I look, which still a bit concerning, but, you know, it was the 80s, and, you know, she is old enough. She's an adult, so it's just an interesting interaction, for sure. Yeah, that's uh, weird that he only decided to ask then. I think that I think the insinuation was she has a lot of stamina that, that an older dad like Tom Adkins doesn't have. Uh, oh, yeah, that makes sense. So... The business lady back in her room has this little logo from the mask that's fallen off, and she sees the microchip inside of it. Uh, and just kind of, like, inspecting it, she pokes it with, like, a hair bobby pin. And from the little disc, the little logo disc with the microchip, a laser explodes and shoots out into her face, like, directly into her face. And... Oh... The next thing we see, her face is literally, like, blown open at the mouth. Like, the skin and muscle is peeled back. We see her teeth. Her eyes are all, like, blown out of the head. Like, you know, just, like, empty, like, sockets. And then a bug crawls out of her mouth. So not only did the laser beam from this thing explode her head, but it put a bug inside her as well. So. So Ellie's done. No, that was the business lady. Oh, the business lady. Wow, I totally misheard you. So the next... Wow, okay, okay. Back in the hotel room with Tom and Ellie, Tom Adkins, uh, they see all these suit guys from Silver Shamrock show up, and they're all in lab coats and stuff, and they're loading the business lady's covered body into this van, and they're like, "What? what's happened? She needs to go to the hospital, you know, all this. 
Cochran shows up. He's like, don't worry. We're going to take her to our facility. She's going to get the best medical care. Uh, and then still an earshot because Tom Atkins hears it. But Tom, uh, but Cochran talks to the suits and is like, what happened? Uh, they go misfire. <laughs> Uh, misfire yeah misfire but like not quite enough that tom adkins can't hear because he still hears it because then he goes back into the room and is like what the hell were they talking about tom adkins uh it's the next day saturday the 30th the day before halloween um tom adkins calls his coroner lady and she's like i don't know what the deal is it's definitely the right sample, but we have no signs of human remains at all in that car explosion. It's like a person wasn't even in the car. And Oh. And so the guy that lit himself on fire wasn't a person. Well, we'll find out. That's just my theory. So Tom Adkins is like, "Okay, thanks about that. Can you research this Connell Cochran guy for me?" And the researcher coroner is like, okay, but you'll owe me dinner. And Tom Adkins, because he's a total badass player, is like, I'm always ready for dinner with you. It's total nice. Good line. Uh, but the camera pans down and we see that the room is bugged and his phone call is being recorded. <gasps> so Tom and Ellie go to the factory. And Tom is unaware of this, huh? Tom is unaware. They go oh, to the factory. No. And while they're at the factory, you know, they end up on a tour with this, you know, comedy family from next door at the hotel, who apparently the dad of the family sold, like, the most masks in the country at his store or whatever. Uh, Good for him. So, you know, Cochran, you know, comes in and is like, because Ellie is kind of masquerading as, like, her dad's, like, assistant, where she's like, yeah, we never got this order that he supposedly got. Uh, and Connell Cochran comes in and it's like, don't worry, we'll get your replacement order free. And, you know, business lady has been flown to a, the hospital and she's getting the best care money can buy. So he's very, like, kind of, like, on the surface, like, oh, look how great I am. I'm being so kind and charitable. So they go through the factory. We, they're seeing how all these masks get made, you know, pouring latex into the molds painting the mask, all of that stuff, your basic mask making process. Fun fact, they actually used the real factory that made all of the masks for like the like merchandise for the movie uh-huh. as the scenes for the factory. So like, that's cool. Um, next, they kind of go into this room with all of these like carnival, like uh, wind up toys and cool jokes and gags where the, uh, the, the, the family guy dad is like, you don't know Connell Cochran. He's the he invented the practical joke. He's the king of of goofs and gags. Because oh, apparently, God. you know, apparently Silver Shamrock is like you know, like the 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 greatest novelty company of all time, kind of thing. Uh, right, the greatest company you've never heard of, you know. Yeah. Uh, so the little dumb kid from the family gets a free mask. Uh, and also at this point, I realized that the mom of the family during this tour, she's carrying around like a full, like not full body, but full like head, like rectangle mirror, just like in her arms, like a picture frame sized mirror, just oh. like preening and looking at herself. But it's the fact that it's like a full mirror. She just like has it's it. It's not like a little, like, um. Like one that would fit in your pocketbook. No, it's not like a it's makeup like palette. She's carrying around like a textbook sized mirror, just like in her wow. arm, so she can look at herself, which is hilarious. Uh, oh, God. 
we see this this closed off room that says final processing uh and connell's like oh that's our trade secret we can't let you in there you know you get what i mean and the business guy's like ha ha yeah business ha 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 uh so yeah uh we see we see um the this room and it's mysterious uh, the wife says, like, Cochran's the richest, one of the richest guys in the country, and he all got it from, from making cheap gags. If only we can be so lucky. So it's this very, again, very, like, theme of, oh, he makes cheap shit, but he's super rich and wealthy from it. Right. Uh, so... At this point, Tom Adkins notices that all these similar-looking suit guys to the one that he saw at the hospital, they're kind of, like, posted up everywhere around the factory, uh, and it's really odd. And at this point, also, Ellie looks and sees in this garage building of the factory, she sees, like, her dad's car covered up by a tarp, slightly uncovered so that she can see it. She tries to go look at it, but is blocked by the suit guys. Uh, So at this Mm -hmm. point... At this point, uh, they go back to the hotel, and they're like, yeah, we got to call the police. This is weird. Weird shit's happening. So Tom Adkins tries to call the police, but the phone is like, cannot complete call, and it seems like he can't dial out. He goes back to the room from from the telephone in the office. Ellie's gone, and the next thing he knows, he looks out, and there are a bunch of the suit guys outside, as if they've taken Ellie. Tom Atkins swings the door closed of the hotel. The suit guys literally punch open the door. Like, they just, like, punch it off its hinges. Good God. But Tom Atkins is able to flee out the back window of of the hotel room. Uh, And so he's kind of running around, evading these little, like, silver shamrock patrol cars. He sees Ellie being taken out of one of these cars and escorted by these suits into the factory. So he kind of sneaks after her, sneaks into the factory, and he's looking around. And in this kind of door off to the side of the like novelty wind-up toy room, he finds this old lady sitting in a chair knitting. And he's like, lady, you got to help me. You got to call the police. He goes up to touch the lady knitting and her head falls off. And inside it's all clockwork, this old lady's clockwork. And suddenly this, the suit guy, one of the suits comes up from behind and grabs Tom Adkins. So they get enough scuffle and they're fighting and they're crashing into warehouse boxes. But Tom Adkins punches into the suit guy's body, like literally punches straight into the guy's like chest cavity. Uh And he pulls out his arm, and it's nothing but wires and yellow goo oozing <gasps> out of the suit guy. He's a synthesoid. They're all robots. The suit guys are robots. and That makes a lot of sense. But before I was hoping can, they were warlocks. Before he can escape, though, other suit guys come, and they grab him, and he can't get away. We right, have... because robots are notoriously strong. Yes. Wait, so um, I'm, I'm noticing a bit of a... a... A flaw in the realism of this movie if oh the realism of this movie okay yeah yeah um well these robots are in direct violation of asimov's rules of robotics they are trying to harm a her a person and they are not obeying the commands of a human well that you'll see they are obeying the commands of a human but right not, right not but any, asimov's... only a specific human right but one of the laws of robotics says that you must always obey the commands of human unless it directly goes against the law to uh hurt a human austin the irish don't care about ethics oh well that's a hot take <laughs> okay well you know so now we see the date 
it's past midnight. Now it's Sunday the 31st, mm-hmm. Halloween. Cochran, On a Sunday, hmm? Yes. The, the, the robot suits lead Tom Atkins into an elevator where Cochran joins them. And he says, they were quite easy to make, actually. You know, the mechanics were easy. The skin was a bit harder, but they're quite worth it. He says, robots are loyal and obedient, unlike most human beings. Wait a minute. So when they got a box of car parts, that was actually the body from the robot. Yeah. It's all connecting now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So at this point, Cochran brings in Tom to Tom Adkins to the secret final processing lab room. And it's all of these computers in a circle around, the, you know, like a control console. And on the other end of the room with some scaffolding going up to it, we see a giant stone slab. And it's the stone from Stonehenge. Yo, I forgot about that. It comes back, see? So. Oh, and if robots picked it up, then it probably would have been no trouble for them. Yeah, see? So we we see pieces of the Stonehenge rock being chipped off, and we see these pieces being incorporated into the little microchip logo plaques that go on the back of the masks. So Cochran is like... (laughs) Cochran has, you know, he has, he's, he has Tom captured and he's like, let's, let me show you a little demonstration of what I plan to do. And he cuts to on this TV and we see the uh, stupid like business family led into this little testing room. The kid puts on his little mask that he has from the factory as the TV shows the special silver shamrock contest thing that will play that night on Halloween evening. And it's the flat. It's the pumpkin from the beginning of the movie, from the t- uh, the titles, the little like graphic mm-hmm. three, you know, eight bit pumpkin. And the silver as the pumpkin flashes, the pumpkin flashes more and more, and the 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 little silver shamrock theme goes up in pitch and starts to distort. Suddenly, we see the Stonehenge, the tech magic. It all starts working, and from the mask like electric rays shoot out as if the TV is activating the mask and the kid's head, the kid grabs his head. The mask is literally like melting and deforming into the child's head while at the same time bugs like insects and snakes are like, just like pouring out of like the mask openings as if this kid's oh. head has just been turned to nothing but like mush and bugs and snakes. And then the snakes go and like oh, no. bite and kill the the parents and they're all dead. Oh, no, no. And we Not see the bugs. We I see don't want bugs. We see all across the country, a montage of little kids, you know, wearing the masks and grabbing the masks and putting them on for Halloween. Cause mm. it's, all, it's time to trick or treat. And just a funny note, but, like, there are shots of, like, kids wearing the masks, but they're, like, wearing the masks in addition to other costumes. So it's, like, a kid is, like, a pirate, but then he's just got this giant skeleton mask on. It's very funny. he's a skeleton pirate. You know, that's a pretty typical costume. Yes, yes. But in this montage, we also see Tom Adkins' kids wearing their masks, preparing for the night's festivities. So... Not little Tommies. Yeah, yeah. So, the... We cut, and back in town, the coroner is calling and trying to reach Tom, but she can't. Mm-hmm. Cause Damn, she's, he owes her dinner. 
she's realized she's realized that these parts go together and that something strange is going on with all of these debris remaining from the car explosion but before she can tell anyone one of the suits shows up and he puts a power drill under her head and kills her so oh my god yeah so we cut back cochran has tom adkins strapped to a chair in kind of like a in a containment cell and tom adkins is like why why did you do this you son of a bitch and at first, Cochran's like, do I need a reason? Which is really great, because he's just like, I've won. Who? Why do you care? You're screwed. Do I need a reason? But then he mm. goes into it how, you know, originally this this holiday was a, was a Celtic pagan holiday of, of like, you know, Samhain. And it was the day in which sp- the realm between humans and, and the dead blurs and the dead rise and, and the spirits and ghosts can visit us. And, you know, he explains how, you know, child and animal sacrifice was essential to this pagan <laughs> holiday. <laughs> and and Tom Adkin, or not Tom, Cochran is literally like, I, it's not my fault, though. It's just the planet, the planets decided this. The, the day, the, it's the solstice. The planets decided this. They're, they're in alignment, uh, you know, reinforcing that believing in astrology is stupid and makes you do dumb things. <laughs> Wow, I take personal offense to this. Well, it's true because it's in the movie. Uh, wow. So yes, this is all because Cochrane is like an evil Celtic warlock, and he wants to use all these children and turn their heads into snakes and bugs and kill them f- for sacrifice purposes. So I mean, we've all been there. So I love watching videos of kids falling off bikes. Well, yeah, it's fair. So kids getting listen, the elderly and children getting hurt are both incredibly funny. There's no doubt right. about it. Right. If you can separate yourself from the guilt that you feel by laughing at it, it's pretty fun. It's, 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 it's hilarious. Why do you think Mr. Magoo exists? Because old people getting hurt is funny. Why do I'll you th- say. Why do you think, you know, Dennis the Menace exists? Because it's funny to watch a kid do dumb shit. Of course. So Tom Adkins is strapped to this chair. Cochran, you know, like puts a mask on him that he can't take off, obviously. And he's doomed to sit in front of this TV, which is currently playing the end of Halloween, the movie Halloween. Because after, you know, afterwards is when the, you know, Silver Shamrock special giveaway will happen, which we now know this this special giveaway is nothing more than this kind of trance-like flashing pumpkin to activate the mask to kill all the kids. Right, Um, of course. So... What's funny, though, is then Tom Adkins, after he leaves, he's able to, like, you know, scoot the chair over to the TV. He kicks the TV, breaking it, you know, stopping the signal, preventing the possibility of him having his head exploded and turned into bugs and snakes. Uh, And he then uses a piece of the shattered glass from the TV. He's able to grab it with the limited mobility of his hands, and he's able to use it to cut himself free from the straps. It, while this is happening back in the lab, uh, Cochran's too busy doing like business schmoozing over the phone to pay attention, which is a great bit of little like he's too busy like jerking himself off for being such a great businessman to notice that his plan is all falling apart because Tom Adkins is escaping. So Tom Adkins fr- <laughs> frees himself. Typical villain shit. Yeah, well, typical businessman shit. So yeah, really. Tom Adkins cuts himself free. He escapes into the vents of the factory and this is several years before john mcclain did it tom adkins did it first uh he's crawling through 
He's crawling <laughs> through the factory. He gets to a phone in the factory, and he 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 tries. To, he calls out because the phones in the factory work. The towns don't, but this does. He he's he's like, you gotta stop. He calls his ex, and he's like, you gotta stop the kids. You can't let them wear the mask. You can't let them watch the thing. And his ex, because she's the worst, is just like, you're drunk. What are you talking about? You're supposed to be here. Blah 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 blah. Uh, oh God! You know, et cetera, et cetera. Wait, I do have a question. Um, you know, he may have done it before John McClane crawling through the vents, but did he deliver a line as perfect and cynical as the one where John McClane's going through the vent? He's like, "Come, Come out, out to, to the, the coast. coast. We'll have some drinks and have some laughs. It'll be great." Yeah. No, he doesn't. That's that's true. Because I, I mean, I, I feel like it would be fitting for the scene from what no, I'm visualizing. It would. And it does seem like a thing Tom Atkins would say, but no, he doesn't. That is fair. I love that line in Die Hard. Just quickly, it's one of my favorites. Aside, I say that line to myself all the time. If oh, I'm same. in like a situation that I didn't want to be in, and it turns out to be bad. Yep. <laughs> it's like, wow, look at that! I was right. Yeah. So good, good, good observation there. So you know, the ex doesn't believe him. Like I just said, um, the ex doesn't believe him. She hangs up on him because she's the worst. So Tom will act three things. You know? know. Yeah. Exactly. Tom runs off. He saves Ellie from the room she's locked in. And they sneak back into this big, you know, the big Stonehenge secret lab room. Tom finds a box of the little, like, you know, mask logo medallions with the microchip in them. The special stone. Tom finds a box to put Stonehenge back into and carries it out of there. Exactly. Uh, but so, yeah, he finds he finds a bunch of the little, like, you know, things that have the evil magic in them, basically. Tech techno magic if you will uh he finds the little medallions and what he does is he sneaks over to the computer while no one's watching he basically starts on all the tvs in the lab starts the little like you know program that has the flashing pumpkin you know the 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 Mm -hmm. special program he run him and ellie run up to like the like catwalk above the lab and then he just dumps the box of the little like you know uh, microchip Stonehenge medallions into the lab. So then literally like they're just raining down being activated by the TV and just shooting like the electric like magic blast into all of the robots. They just wipe out all of the robots in the room. Damn, the, that's a good plan. I know, it's great. You see all these robot suits just get eviscerated. Um, we see the circle of like computers and TVs the control center like a ring of like magic like energy is like circling uh cochran okay this at this moment tom is like up on the catwalk and they're running out we see cochran kind of look up and he does this great little like he nods at them and then gives them a little like clap of like yeah you did it but you're still too late kind of a thing like he knows he knows he's personally screwed but he knows like in general they can't stop his plan so the uh the the ring of screen the ring of computers the energy connects with Stonehenge, beaming through uh, Cochrane's body, and explodes. Stonehenge explodes. The rock explodes. No. Tom, uh, uh, at, um, not Tom, I can. Uh, Cochrane, our Irish man, warlock, explodes from the energy. And as Tom and Ellie, we see them running out of the factory, and then we see them driving out of town. As in the background, the whole factory is exploding and on fire. Uh, because of the power of the magic basically 
Right, right. But we're not done. So no, no, that wasn't it. As they're as they're driving out, Tom looks at his watch. It's only ten minutes till I think nine o'clock. I think it was either nine o'clock or ten o'clock when this special is gonna air and all the kids are gonna get killed. Uh, but at that moment, he looks over to Ellie, who suddenly attacks him because Ellie's been turned into a robot. It's not no. the real. It's not the real Ellie. Oh, it's a God. robot. She's attacked. How could he have been so foolish? I don't know, but the car crashes because she's strangling him, and they have a fight. Her arm gets ripped off, and Tom Adkins has to has to has to beat her up. Uh, I don't. Does know- he beat her with her, her arm? No, unfortunately. Uh, mm. One, This is one minor flaw. I don't know why, if she was a robot, she didn't attack him when they were escaping. Like, I don't know why she waited till now. Yeah, it would have been more in her favor. But, you know, it's a horror movie thing. You got to have your little, like, last minute, you know, threat twist. So Tom bas- bashes her in with the tire iron. Nice. Beats her, beats her up. Uh, and... He thinks he's in the clear. He goes back into the car, but the ripped off arm in the car suddenly starts to choke him. And he finally frees himself from that and crushes it. So his car is totaled. He runs off into the night and he ends up, it cuts and we see him running up through the night to the same gas station as from the beginning of the movie. Tom Adkins runs into the gas station. We see on his watch, it's only like a minute. and It's like basically nine o'clock, time for the schedule to play. It starts to play on the TV with the intro. Kids, gather around. Put your masks on for the Silver Shamrock special giveaway. Tom's on the phone screaming and like, you got to turn it off. It's going to kill a bunch of kids. You got to stop it. And the the, the thing starts to play with the pumpkin flashing. But then the first channel says... You know, sorry, we've interrupted this. Uh, you know, please excuse this interruption. You know, the station's cut it off. The guy switches the channel. The gas station attendant switches the channel. It's still playing on that channel. That channel suddenly goes out. You know, sorry, we we're, we apologize for this inconvenience. Uh, we'll be right back in a second. Uh, they switch to the third t- channel. It's still playing. Tom's screaming on the phone. You gotta cut it off. You gotta cut it off. It, but the third channel. It won't. It's not going off. It keeps playing, no, no. matter his screams of you. The third one. You got to get the third one too. Tom is aimlessly screaming in the phone, and it cuts to credits. <gasps> no. Them kids. He leaves us hanging. Well, them kids is dead, dude. They gotta be. Wow. He couldn't stop it. Shit. And that's Halloween. I didn't expect that. That's Halloween 3 season of The Witch. One of the greatest. It's it's great Halloween atmosphere, but also a fantastic horror movie for St. Patrick's Day. I want to watch it. Yeah. 
I mean, it definitely, it, it's not something that, you know, just because you know the plot, you can, it's one of those ones you have to see it to watch all these ridiculous things happen. Yeah, there's a lot so of one, like, I was visualizing, but I would rather see. Yeah. Man. But am I right that, that it, it definitely ties into St. Patrick's Day, because it's all about Irish for people. For sure. Yeah. It's all about... Wow. I'm, uh, I'm a little stunned. I didn't expect that ending. Yeah, that's fair. It is a very down ending. The studio was had some troubles with it, but they really stuck. The creators stuck to it and were like, "No, we want it to be, you know, a a, a downer ending because some the, the 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 hero doesn't always win, and they wanted to stick with that." Which kind of goes back to Invasion of the Body Snatchers because it ends on a very like depressing note as well. Um, so I think that's kind of inspiration as well for why it's such a hmm. such a bleak ending. But yeah, so I it's a. It's a fun movie, really fun, cool, crazy plot, uh, cool effects. You know, all, everyone's great in it. Uh, but specifically, some reasons why I think it's so great. Uh, obviously, we've got our lead, Tom Adkins. He's your dad's age, and he's drinking and banging and punching robots, and he's just the best. He's a badass. He's he's a great he's lead. Like, he's like Tom Selleck. Yes, he's he is in many ways the Tom Selleck of genre movies, uh, and and <laughs> except he, he's Tom Adkins, and he's great. He's great in this movie, and that's one reason why I love it. Uh, also, I mean, it's got to be stated, the basically core theme of this movie is about how awful like companies and corporations and their rich owners and how everything with them is about like ulterior motives and how they have being greedy. All they have in mind is greed and the worst interests of other people. And they just want to control and and they'll do whatever they want that benefits them. No matter if it hurts other people, Mm -hmm. Cochran comes off as this, you know, really great nice guy he's doing all these nice things he's suave he's he's charming and kind he's like oh i'll comp your order for free and uh, oh she's been flown to the best hospital but really all of that's just a front he's a sleazy evil asshole who's gonna kill all these kids uh yeah. which leads into yeah and you know com- all these companies they're unrelated unregulated tom adkins nothing he does can stop the power and the influence of this company. He can't even get at the end, the last station to cut it off, cut off the program. You know, it's basically companies are above the law. They have the worst interest in mind mm-hmm. and they will do anything they want to whatever evil ends. Wow. Another reason this movie's so great. Uh, it's explicitly very, uh, it, it's, it, yeah, it, Irish people are the villains. Uh, they're just, yeah. And of course, you know, the only thing, funnier than making fun of the irish is making fun of italians uh so you know you know personally i would put uh making fun of the british above the irish that's fair i mean listen i love i the... personally support a free and united Ireland. oh no no <laughs> I, ireland ireland is is a hundred times cooler better than the uk the ira was everything they did was justified uh Every British person they killed was justified. Uh, <laughs> the IRA and Ireland in general are awesome. But at the same time, it's really fun to do an Irish accent. It's really fun to make fun of Irish people. Absolutely. It, it's really fun specifically Irish Americans. 
oh, it's so fun mm-hmm. to make fun of them because they're so they're very obsessed with it, and it's great to to make fun of them. Uh, yeah, so this movie's it's it's very anti-Irish, which is very funny because the you remember that writer I said, uh, Nigel Neal. Mm-hmm. He's actually from the Isle of Man, which is a Celtic island. So he is like Irish, you know, or he's Celtic. Uh, yeah. And yet he wrote this plot about how evil Irish people are and how they're like evil warlocks who want to kill children. This motherfucker, that's so good. Um, but yeah, it's great. Like I said, it works great for St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's great for Halloween. This movie has a great Halloween vibe. It's set leading up to Halloween. It's all about, you know, the Halloween season, kids wearing masks, trick-or-treating. You know, it's a great Halloween movie. It's a great St. Patrick's Day movie. Uh, it's also about, like, how toxic, uh, like, consumer culture is to kids because they get so obsessed with these masks that are really just in the end going to kill them. Right. So that's a fun aspect. Wow. Uh, this movie really has so many layers. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, and it's just badass elements all around. It's just a great movie. I respect it. I'm going to watch it at some point, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, definitely, you should check it out. If you're a fan of horror movies or genre movies, if you're a fan of Halloween time movies if you're a fan of the halloween series you like spooky season yeah if you like the halloween series but have dismissed and not watched this one because it doesn't have michael myers you know that's understandable but go into it with an open mind knowing that it's not connected and you're gonna still have a lot of fun if you like john carpenter movies especially uh you know you're gonna have a lot of fun with it so any any closing thoughts austin about halloween three um, I learned a lot today. I, I learned that not all the Halloween movies involve Michael Myers. Um, I learned that um, the root of a lot of our problems can be traced back to the Irish. As very true. Um, the Irish and the Italians. The scourge of the United yeah, States. Of <laughs> but yeah, um, that's... Uh, I just... I feel I feel better for having under, for having been... For having this movie explained to me. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I could. Uh, hold on, I'm going to... We'll, we'll, we'll wrap things up in just a second, but I wanted to do a little ad read quick for us. We have an ad today. It's uh, today's show of Explaining to Austin is brought to you by the Irish Board of Tourism. Come to Ireland. We've got warlocks. Uh, we don't have Stonehenge. That's actually in Britain, not Ireland. But... Oh. Uh, we do have lots of hills and grass. Uh, we talk funny. You'll, we look like leprechauns, but we're not. Lots of corned beef. We want to murder and sacrifice children. Oh. And uh, we're home of Halloween 3 Season of the Witch star, uh, who's now dead. Uh, what, what was his name? Richard. Uh, Dan. Dan O. Her, her, Dan O. Hold on, I want to say it right. We're home of now dead and deceased uh, Halloween 3 villain Dan O. Herlihy. You're doing great. It's O apostrophe H E R L I H Y. Hurley. Hurley? Is it just Hurley? Oh, her, her, I don't know. Hurley, he. I don't know. Come to Ireland. 
Okay. I sure. Got, they're paying me $200 to read that ad. Oh, wow. Look at that. So. Once, once we're vaccinated, we'll go to Ireland. Absolutely. So, Austin, that was episode yep. two. Wow, we did it. We've done one bad, terrible movie I hated and one movie that's one of my favorites now. Who knows what's in store for next week? Hopefully a middle ground, mediocre one. Who knows? Or maybe it'll be something TV related. Ooh, yeah. I'm okay with that. Trust me, I've got a whole list of things I want to get to. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, where can people find uh, you, Austin? Oh, well, you know, I'm on Twitter at uh, Austin out of 10. And that's just Austin with out of 10 added to the end of it to sound clever. Um, and, you know, oh, I'm also on TikTok at Culinary BB. Um, that's great. You, yeah, that's a, that's pretty much the ones I use a lot. You TikToking it up? Oh, you know, I'm a, a, I wouldn't say I got like 3,500 followers, 3,600 followers, somewhere in there. I don't know. That's nice. It's just stupid and fun. You know, I yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. Well, you can find me everywhere at Peyto Brock. That's P-E-Y-T-O-B-R-O-C-K. You can find our show on all major podcast things, but you know that if you're already listening to it. That's how you found it. If you want to follow the show on Twitter, the show has a Twitter account, and that's E2A Podcast. That's a capital E, the number two, capital A, podcast with a capital P. E2A podcast. Beautiful. So that's num- that's our episode. I think hopefully there wasn't any technical problems this time. Oh god, I, I hope. I hope it was I hope talking about something I enjoyed was as interesting as last time when I talked about something I hate. Oh, I'll say. I was thoroughly invested. If you haven't checked out Halloween three, like I said, definitely consider checking it out because I tried to explain it the best I could, as entertaining as I could. But that still doesn't do it justice. That's really the goal with this show is to highlight good things as well as bad things. But really, when I can highlight something good that I think you know would be great if more people had see, that's great. So go check out Halloween 3 if you've never done it before. Maybe today yeah. for St. Patrick's Day if you want a nice treat this evening. Uh, I guess that's it. Any last words, Austin? Um. No, I'm, uh, I'm about to go get wine drunk. That sounds like a lot of fun. I guess before we leave, I'll just say that Tom Adkins, I think you're dead. Are you dead now? No, he's not. I looked it up. He's alive. Tom Adkins he, is alive. Let's end on that note. Tom he was Adkins, born in 1935, but he's still kicking. Tom Adkins, this episode goes out to you. You keep, you keep being a sexy goddamn animal. God, I Bad hope he keeps ass. that mustache forever. He's still got it in the picture I see where he's older. So, mm-hmm. Tom Adkins, you're the best, and we love you. Keep on slaying that puss, Tommy boy. Oh, and oh Tommy boy, you dog. From Peyton and Austin, we'll see you on the next episode Goodbye. of Explaining to Austin, yeah. Tom Adkins. Come out, you black and tans. Come out and fight me like a man. Show your wife how you won battles down in Slew them old Harold.